Yes, we are. Oh my God, it's been so long since we talked. I know. And I don't even remember anything about my vacation because I got COVID like basically on the way back and yes. have been completely wiped out for the last <laughs> week and a half. Oh man. Oh. But I did get to meet two of our friends in Yay. real life. I got to I'm meet so T, who's Cosmic Creeper, and I got to meet our friend Martin, who I thought everybody knew Martin. I th- yeah, I, I thought Martin was famous. I thought Martin was famous. It was so fun. We went Aww. to a burger place and we hung out uh-huh. there for like probably three and a half hours. And oh, wow. it was one of those things where it was just like so wonderful to see these online friends in real life oh i'm so jealous i know you should be you should be because it was that fun (laughs) (laughs) the whole time i was like i knew that i would like love them obviously because we're talking we've been online friends for like seven years like it's been a long time but i was still so it was so fun to see them in person and like yeah see how tall everyone is and i don't know just (laughs) get the like real vibe no everyone was so much taller than i expected Oh really? People would meet you and be like, "Oh wow, Esther's shorter than I expected." Yes, yes. We 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 have this conversation so many times that uh, that I appear taller in voice than I am in person. <laughs> exactly. You and my friend Jackie, you both have really tall energy, but you're this not is true. actually that Jackie tall. Jackie and I have tall energy. Yeah, but Jackie's actually five feet tall, and you are a normal height, but people expect you to be Expect really me. tall. Yes, like yes. you're five four. Right? I'm five four and some, so it's like five five ish. <laughs> but people on a good expect day. you. It's kind of like when we met our when I met our friend Kylie in person, and she was taller than I was, and I was like, "Dang, this is awesome! <laughs> I love tall. I love it when people are tall. I know. I love so it when fun. people are short too. Either way, I don't really care. Oh, yeah. But I just think meeting people in person is so fun. And you know, not everyone has like big like sets of online friends that they don't oh, yeah. know in person or just only know via video chat. And so when you get to finally meet those people in person, it's always so great. The only downside yeah. of the whole entire thing is that I was not symptomatic yet, but definitely still contagious. And I did accidentally give COVID to T. Yeah. Which but, I feel terrible about, but it wasn't on purpose. And I also yeah. realized like, this is the problem. I mean, like I haven't been thinking about it nonstop for three years, <laughs> but a huge yeah. component of it is that you, you still feel bad for giving it to people, oh, yeah. even though you don't have any idea that you have it until. Oh Yeah. Like, and Until I guess like that's after. why we're still supposed to be avoiding people and stuff. But right. I, and I kind of went into this trip expecting to get it kind of like how you went into going to Thailand being like, well, oh, I right. might get COVID. Right, right, right. You, but, you sort of like expect it, even though like you try your hardest to do whatever right, you can. Right, exactly. And I was masking on planes and stuff. There. But even like yeah. the minute that we got to LAX to fly to Dublin, which was our first stop. Like, I was wearing a mask. Literally nobody was. There were like nobody. three people wearing a mask in the entire airport not uh-huh. flight airport airport yeah yeah and yeah. then we get to dublin and literally no one is masking at all it's like mm-hmm. i didn't see a single masked person the entire time we were in dublin then on our flight from dublin to london same thing no mask. it was just like so wild to me because i still yeah. mask when i go to the grocery store at home yeah oh yeah 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 here they dropped the mask indoor mask mandate a couple weeks ago and like literally every like people I know all around me are like 
that haven't gotten COVID Dropping for like years, flies. all of a sudden, like yeah. so many of them are getting COVID, and I'm just, I'm, I'm still wearing a mask at work. Yeah, because might, I, I mean, don't like getting stuff from the kids. Like, sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> but, no kidding. Working in a school, total nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't. I mean, I'm going back to masking, obviously, because that's been what I've been doing anyway. But yeah. you know, it's hard to not feel really stupid when you've avoided it for three years and then get it because you just like succumb to peer pressure and stop masking. <laughs> right. No, whatever. I I mean, we have to remember, like, it's the failing of the governments. Right. They have decided to just let things go and people will follow whatever they say. And I did avoid I mean, the thing that I'm really grateful for is that by avoiding it for three years, I'm minimizing how many times I'll get it overall. And that's right. And how many times other people in your life will get it as well. Right. Exactly. So So Nathan avoided it completely, just like I did when he got it in October. I didn't. Oh, right. 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 And he didn't get sick. This time, which oh, is good. We were yeah. sharing a hotel room. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I think it's because he had just gotten in October and then also got a booster right, right. before we left. Oh, right, right, right. So he's very, very good. Anyway, I'm sure nobody gives a shit about hearing about COVID, but <laughs> that's my update. I mean, yeah, our but trip COVID's itself like, was so fun. Yeah. And, and like your first mm. bout of COVID is a big thing, especially It feels like it felt three so years emotional. After. Like, yeah, it I was. Felt, so, like, the reason that I tested is that we got home, and I always get sore throats on planes because the air is so dry. It's just, oh, it's like, awful. constant for me. So yeah. we got home, and my throat was really sore still by, like, the hour and a half after we left the airport that we got home. And I was like, that's so weird. Normally, the sore throat thing goes away, like, once I'm in my regular air. Oh, right. Like, it doesn't normally stick around. And then overnight, it got way worse. And I was like, oh. do I fucking have COVID? <laughs> so I took the test, and it was like... You know, I've I've never had a positive test before, so this was totally uh-huh. new for me. I'm used to waiting 15 minutes oh, and no. then checking and being like, oh, I guess I don't have it because it, the line didn't show up. But when right. I did have it, it was positive and so vibrant, like so yes. quickly. I was, it was like, it, that is hilarious. Yeah. I've spent all this time like shining flashlights on it to see yes. if there's like a hint of a line. And then suddenly when I do have it, when I actually do have it, it's like across the room, three seconds <laughs> exactly. into it. You can see it's that. like a neon sign blinking <laughs> COVID. Yeah, because that was my thing. Because I, of course, had gotten it from a work event. Didn't yeah. realize I had it because it was my first fucking earning for like two and a half years after yeah. my husband left me the only the only me time i have had away from everybody in 12 months yeah <laughs> and i get covid at my work event and then of course like you give it to my friends because i did yeah because, how do you because you don't know because my allergy symptoms have been so much worse than my covid symptoms oh, yeah were. yeah and so like in the hotel i was like okay i'm pretty sure it's allergies but i'm just gonna check because i'm in the habit of checking right anything. exactly exactly and like immediately it was like boom <laughs> second red line and i was like are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it was, I was, I like gasped because I was so shocked at how quick it appeared. Yeah. Because I'm so surprised was saying like, Oh, the new variants are being caught by the at home tests. Oh, or right. also like during, I guess, Oh my God. Was it the Delta variant? Like winter of 2021. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. For that, everyone was like, Oh, even if it's a slight pink line. And so I remember before my grandparents Christmas party it was going to be just like very small. There were going to be like 15 of us total. And my sister and I both, t- or all three, everyone agreed to test before we went to my grandparents' house. And right. Katie and I seriously looked at ours for like probably 45 seconds to a solid minute. Just being like, I don't know. I don't, I don't see anything, but like, maybe I'm wrong. Like we were just, we're so paranoid about it. And so then when it was like this vibrantly positive, I was like, Oh, that's what I 
originally had expected positive COVID tests to look like. Yeah. But then we were warned that that's not always what they looked like. Exactly. Exactly. So, so vibrant. But anyway, so I thankfully got a Paxlovid prescription, which honestly made me feel way worse. It made me so nauseous. Uh huh. uh -huh. Um, but the longest lasting thing has just been how tired I am. And then I was like, Nathan, I can't get rid of these sniffles. And he's like, try taking a Zyrtec. And I was oh. like, oh, that's a good idea. And I did. And it turns out that my sniffles from the last week, like after I stopped testing positive, after the Paxlovid, all that has just been the fact that everything's blooming around me. So it's like yeah, a combination yeah. of COVID and also <laughs> allergies that's just making me feel like I'm kind of losing it. Yeah. But honestly, the worst part of the whole thing was how fucking tired I was, which is why we didn't record last week. I just could not. Mm -mm. I couldn't handle doing more than like the bare minimum at work. And that is kind of it. Like I didn't. Yeah help around the house. I didn't like cook. I just did nothing because I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's it like, just takes it out in your body, toll on your body. I so. know, which makes sense because everything's fighting against it. But now every time I have like, like yesterday I woke up and I think I just slept weird, but my hip hurt. And I was like, is this a blood clot? <laughs> <laughs> is this long COVID? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so scared. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure that we have listeners right now who are like, yeah, that's why you should have masked your whole entire trip. And I know I already know my failures in oh. this. I totally know my failures in this. <laughs> oh, anyway, so at least I can now say that I've experienced it, I guess. I don't know. I was hoping to get away with it. Not at all. But every single person that I know who's not gotten it up to this point, not every single person. The two people we were traveling with are really dear friends. They've never had it. But they live in Brooklyn, so they I think they've been exposed a lot more than oh, I have. Oh, yeah. Um, like, just on public transit and stuff. So they didn't get it, even though I had it. But almost everyone else that I know who has gotten it in the last couple of weeks has never had it before. And yeah, there's been so yeah. many statuses of, like, well, after three years, it finally got me sort of thing. So I'm, I'm not feeling alone in that sense. I oh, think that no. It like, absolutely. Well, it, and also, it's just also sort of thing, like, because China's opened up and there's a lot more air travel going on. There's yeah. going to be a lot more like of people just movement in general, this kind of like burst of like winter spring vacation stuff. So I know. Well, and we hadn't done it. We didn't do anything over the winter because of max surgery, but oh, right. even so for the last couple of years, we haven't because I've been so worried about airplane travel and COVID. Oh yeah. 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 So we haven't like, I mean, I haven't seen, I haven't been to Nathan's parents house since like 2018 because we just didn't in 2019 because we had other travel going on and then 2020 right. hit and it just never happened but for like this christmas we were supposed to go and i was really nervous about it and then the mm -hmm. dog ended up needing surgery so we had to cancel anyway yeah yeah but it's been Makes chaotic sense. okay so rather than talking about covid let me tell you some fun things about the trip oh yes tell me tell me tell me uh i found this series of bars that are all whimsical as fuck. Oh. Um, and they're called Mr. Fogs. And there's a bunch of different ones. And we were staying really close to one called Mr. Fogs Botanica. Ooh. So Mr. Fog is a, a fictional character from around the world in 80 days. He's like a okay. world explorer. I don't, I'm not that familiar with that because the only version of Around the World in 80 Days I've ever seen was the one that came out in like 2001 or something when we were still in high school um, that I think has like had such a goofy cast. I can't even remember who was in it. But yeah. anyway, so I don't know. I'm sure there's like problematic components of it, but the bars themselves are all super beautiful. Like the one that was oh. the Botanica, it's sort of like themed like the inside of a, 
um, greenhouse. Like there's all of these plants and flowers like hung from the ceiling and all of these tall windows. And it's very sort of like Victorian uh, hothouse sort of thing. And all the cocktails are really herb focused. Oh. And gin focus, you know how I love gin. It's I love like gin. My liquor of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like all of these really, really complex, beautifully crafted, like total nerd cocktails. Oh and gosh. that's just one of them. So there were all of these other ones that we didn't have a chance to go to that I definitely will in the future. There's one that's specifically gin. That's like oh. a gin house that's down by the docks, I guess. <laughs> but it's just so fun. It was so themed and everything oh. was so good. And it was just like, it was fantastic so that was one of the high points and that was kind of accidental because we were just trying to find a place in between the pub that nathan and i were staying over which was fantastic and if you have a chance to go to this pub our londoner listeners it's called the grafton arms and it's a asian fusion restaurant slash slash pub that has really Uh really really great cocktails and also they have like 10 rooms above it okay so we stayed above this pub which was such a blast because pubs don't stay out, don't stay open that late. So okay, it wasn't like okay. it was like loud and rowdy, but one of the, it was like one of the mornings we were there, we like had kind of a slow start to the morning and then we just went downstairs and grabbed these amazing dumplings and buns Ooh. for lunch and had a beer. And it was just like, it's kind of cool. I don't know. It felt yeah. very like, like adorable to be staying in this like room above a pub. Uh, Also all of the walls were covered with artwork of dogs wearing like period costumes, like Regency era costumes. (laughs) So that was a big hit for me. Like, like just like, a uh, golden retriever wearing like a, a suit and tie. Like it was oh just my so funny. That's so so that was great. The only downside is that the shower, and I know that people talk about this with like European bathrooms in general. Oh, right. The shower was so small that Esther getting in and out literally at both sides of my body scraped against the Oh doors. my gosh. It was such <gasps> a small entrance. It was one of those That's like glass so enclosed ones with like the double oh. doors that open. And it was so small that when I was getting in and out, even going sideways, and I'm a big person, like, you know that about me. So this isn't totally unexpected, but it was still like, wow, this is a major accessibility issue. Right, right. I'm scraping myself in and out of the shower. Oh my gosh. (gasps) And then I said something to Nathan and he's like, yeah, it's a really, really tight fit. Like it was such a small shower. But it was still such a cool place that I would stay there again in a heartbeat. Um, And then another really cool thing was Nathan's high point of the trip was going to see his favorite football team play in their stadium. That's only been open for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And this was really a cool experience for me because I have major crowd aversion. Like we've talked about this before, but I get panicky in crowds, like not good. Right. Right. I hadn't been that worried about it because usually sports games don't freak me out. Like at least when you're sitting on the, in your seat, like it's Mm -hmm. open enough that my panic doesn't set in, but we'd gotten there a little bit early because everyone takes public transit to get there. There's not like a parking situation. Obviously that's like so Californian or I guess American (laughs) to be like, Oh, and then we'll park somewhere. But right. So we did public transit. (laughs) So we had probably like an hour before the game started to just sort of wander around the concourse. And Nathan has been watching this place be built. So he wanted to like see everything. Like he wanted to see all of the stuff, whatever. So it was really crowded and I was being a good sport. So we were all four of us with our friends that were there with us were um, like walking around a lot. And at a certain point, I just started feeling the walls closing around me and I started like disassociating fully. Like I was not in my body at all, which Nathan Uh can always recognize happening. 
Right, and right. And usually in normal situations, like even earlier when we'd been crammed onto a underground, like, car together uh-huh he was like holly stay with me and i'm like okay yes I'm, i can be back in my body this time right. he was like so excited and enthusiastic he was just not paying attention to me right like having an out-of-body experience which is fine like i understand yeah yeah, yeah. when he did notice he's like are you okay <laughs> and i'm like i don't think so and i'm like kind of not really i'm breathing really shallow and uh-huh. i'm like i'm gonna go get a diet coke and that'll make me feel better so i go up to one of the stands that's selling food and drinks and the woman behind the counter asks me Oh, can I get you anything? And I'm like, I have a Diet Coke. And I just break into like noisy oh. sobs. And I'm uh-huh, like, uh-huh. obviously American. I'm in a yeah. fucking English football stadium <laughs> yeah. crying to this poor employee because I'm having a fucking panic attack. She uh-huh. gets me the Diet Coke. They like get me the wrong drink and they're so apologetic. And I'm like, I don't even care. I'll take the regular Coke. I just need something <laughs> like fizzy to like whatever, right. break me out of this. They're so nice to me. These two women who are working, give me like a handful of paper towels. And Nathan like ushers me over to a side hallway and like helps me get back into my body and like figure right, out right. how to live, whatever. So it all ends right. up being fine. We go to our seats. The game starts. We're in like fantastic seats. It's so much fun. We're having such a great time. There's like 15 little boys in front of us and little, like I feel like the under 14, under 14 year old, male child thing Uh in the UK, at least every single football game that I've ever been to there. They're so like hilariously kind of like disrespectful to the opposite fans. So they're like (laughs) throwing up all these rude hand signals and like trash talking, even though we're like three sections away from the away fans. It's just cracking me up. I'm losing my shit. It was so much fun to be there. And then when halftime rolls around, it starts getting freezing. So Nathan and Susan and Eric go to get hot drinks and they say, oh, uh-huh. like, you don't come with us. Like, you can just stay out here. They know that I'm going to f- have a freak out if I'm in the concourse during halftime. Right, right. It's like pushing and shoving and trying to get stuff or whatever. So I stay out there. And while I'm out there, they're doing the halftime presentation. Mm-hmm. And it's the announcer and this woman and her son who has, a, I think, several probably developmental delays. And they're talking about the efforts that she's been working on throughout the whole. She's a part of this committee or the president of this committee for accessibility um, that's been working with the team while they were building their new stadium and continues to work with the team now to make sure Mm -hmm. that everyone can access their um, access, you know, sports if they want to see them. I think it's like even a nationwide effort. But she was talking about the stadium specifically. And this stadium specifically has a sensory friendly room in it. And Aww. she said for autistic children so that they can still enjoy their sports without having to be so overstimulated. Right. And I was like, am I an autistic child? Like, that's what I needed. <laughs> I mean, I know if yeah. I went in, no one would like second guess me because any right. neurodivergence that causes overwhelm, I'm sure would right. be welcome. But her son yeah. specifically was needing the sensory friendly room because of autism. And I was like, this is so awesome. Like yeah. every single stadium needs to have this because I didn't know mm-hmm. it existed, but no, if I had, that would have been such an obvious solution. Oh, yeah. Like you guys go wander. I'm going to go sit in a quiet room for a little bit. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll meet back up with you when it's time to sit down. Like, yeah, that would have transformed my experience. And if we were like season tickets, hold, ticket holders or whatever, that would absolutely be what I would participate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I felt like so proud of them for that. And then when we were yeah. all heading back into the city center, 
I we were walking next to her and her kid and her husband. And uh-huh. I was like, I just wanted to say, like, that was such a beautiful speech that you gave. And mm-hmm. I was somebody who was having a panic attack before it. And knowing now that there's a sensory friendly room is so beautiful. Like, that's such yeah. an incredible thing that you can be giving your community. And I just wanted to, like, thank you for all your work for it. And she's like, oh, my gosh, of course, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe how much I've cried today. <laughs> <laughs> But then I wanted to message the stadium to yeah. like let them know that these two women who'd been working had been so wonderful to me when I was like noisily sobbing while they're just trying to do their jobs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And I was looking through their website and there's only a place to issue complaints. There's not a oh, general feedback email address. No. So I was like, this is not actually a complaint. <laughs> this is a complaint that there is no feedback box yeah, for positive exactly. feedback. You don't want positive feedback. You only want people complaining. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just like one of those experiences where I was like, I am again learning so much about myself and right. that crowd. I need to figure out a better strategy for dealing with crowds because I love live sports. Like I really yeah. enjoy watching sports live and I don't like having this like really panicked reaction where I just can't right. get it together. It's so frustrating. That is, but yeah. it's a sensory overload thing. It it really is. Yeah. Once you get to that place, it's hard to. Yeah. Get then you back then you have it. to. Yeah. Exactly. There's not like a really linear way to remove yourself from the panic once it's already started. Right. It only right. will get worse until you're like fully removed from the situation. And right. with sports venues, they don't really let you go in and out. So once you mm-hmm, right. go in, you can't like step outside for a little bit in yeah. the same way. Yeah. So besides like going to your seat, which now Unless I know. Unless you just like run onto the field and we're like, just get yeah. a second. Okay, guys. <laughs> oh, and Esther, this was like a fun Korea thing because oh. it was a Tottenham game. And so there's like right. a really, really famous Korean player. There were also so many Korean people wearing sun jerseys. Oh. One of the, there was a woman sitting right in front of us. So she was like t- one row behind the small children between oh, us yes. and the small children. She like FaceTimed somebody when <laughs> Sun was like on our side because we were right behind oh. the goals. And so for the first uh-huh. half, Tottenham was trying to score into the goal right in front of us. She FaceTimed somebody who woke up because it was like the middle of the night in Korea <laughs> yes. and was in bed. And she's like flipped the camera around and he jumped out of bed. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was so like, cute. this is so joyful. Like Korean fans yeah. love. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. loves him. He's an incredible oh, yes, player yes, yes. and so charming. But yes. the Korean fans came out so strong for him. There were so many Korean fans wearing sun jerseys. It was so much fun. At the end, there were all these people with Korean flags, like waving them. It was so cute. (laughs) Well, thing is, is that my kids do not know how to spell anything except for Tottenham. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) We will say like, how do you spell morning? And they're like, I don't know. How do you spell Tottenham? And it just spouts it off. I'm like, okay, guys. Okay, thanks. That's hilarious. I mean, he's like, he's so charming. His whole like backstory about his parents moving to London with him and him not wanting to start dating until he's done with his football career. Because he thinks his family deserves better than having to like share his attention with his professional life. Like he's just so sweet. He's also so hot. And also oh. really good at football. <laughs> yeah, and also, he's, he's got several check marks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was really fun to see so many people being so enthusiastic about him. It's like really, yeah. really cute. But anyway, Aww. so yeah, it was all, I mean, it was all so fun. We also did like a day trip and saw the cliffs of Mower and Ooh. which are beautiful in Ireland and then did like a couple hours in Galway. It just ultimately ended up feeling like we didn't have enough time outside of the cities to me. Right. 
Which is fine. Some trips yeah. you spend time outside of cities and some trips you don't spend time outside yeah. of cities. But I think I probably wouldn't have caught COVID if we'd been outside of the cities more. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably. That's my theory. Oh, the open air. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we've been talking for 26 minutes about my That's stupid okay. trip. <laughs> it's okay. But things are happening. Tickets are yes. being booked. Tickets have been booked for humans and I almost said bovines. Canines. Canines. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what if you had little miniature cows secretly that had like to little bit like furry too? cows? Yeah, That'd be so the best. That'd be so good. <laughs> We're gonna get you some bovine pals when you're back in Tennessee. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, we we have to wait till you end up in your final destination. You yes. can't get them in Tennessee, or you'll never leave Tennessee. Uh, or yeah, or I have to get like a big old trailer. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or a miniature one because they're all going to be miniature cows. Cows. <laughs> now who's calling Doogie huge? Yes, you have exactly. a bunch of miniature cows running around cows. your house too. It's true. Anyway, today's going to be an all question day. So yes. let's do this. Esther, you're pulling the card of the week. Oh, I am. Okay. Part of the um, I have Fifth Spirit Tarot with me. Oh, the, the new edition? original, The original indie edition. Oh. But I know that the mass market edition, I think, is in stores now because I saw it in for up for pre-order somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. And we're going to be trying to talk with Charlie in our spring season. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The card of the episode is the Ten of Cups. Oh, oh what nice. nice. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. That was very nice. Five spirit, fifth spirit, five spirits. <laughs> you were fifth close. Fifth spirits, tarot. Our first question episode is from Paige. And she says, I grew up in a Christian, I grew up in a Christianity. Oh, oh. Esther, it's so Can much easier when we're just talking and not reading. <laughs> I know, oh, wait, the we- other thing about the trip that I posted oh. on Instagram is that I saw our book at Treadwell's, one of my favorite, yes. one of the most famous. I told you. Mystical stores. I told you. I know. I, 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 it was I like Esther's biggest, I told you so. In yeah. The past three well, years. I knew that they had it when our book first came out. When our uh-huh, book right. first came out. Like, I, they posted on Instagram about having it when our book first came out. But I was like, that was like a year and a half ago. What are the chances? Uh-huh. Like, they, there's no way they sold it or they sold it and they didn't replace it, whatever. There were like seven copies there. So they are yeah. selling it and replacing it. And it was on display. Like, it's display. It was on the shelf, but then there was also a display with it. Uh huh. I was like, my baby. When I walked yeah. into the store, I literally made a noise out loud. And the other patron in the store <laughs> looked at me like I had fucking like farted super loudly. Like that's how horrified they were by my like my gasp of excitement. Oh my gosh. And then Susan, who was with me, told the the shopkeep, like, oh, uh-huh. that's her book. She wrote that book. She's Holly Adam yeah. Beasley. <laughs> and then the patron wasn't quite so horrified by me. But I was but, like, but also like why aren't we excited about books? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could have just walked in and been like, oh my God, all these books. And also, you're fitting the American stereotype, so you're welcome. I know. I've got, don't worry. I fit the American stereotype no matter what I do, just because of my sheer size and also the fact that I'm smiling all the time. Apparently, that's, like, smile. very weird. I'm like, what else do you do when you make eye contact with strangers? I'm supposed to not smile? What the hell? In Korea, you have to bow at them, okay? <laughs> Smiling's less weird than bowing, okay? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, also, I read somewhere this might be totally, totally just guessing, but I read somewhere that one of the reasons that Americans smile so much is that as like a country of immigrants and especially in like the early 20th century, there were a lot of people who lived in neighborhoods together that didn't speak the same language. And so the only way that they could really communicate like greeting and approval was by facial expressions, not by speaking because they didn't speak the same languages in a lot of communities. And I was like, that actually makes so much sense to me because it's like nonverbal. Right. You're not getting into it. You're just being pleasant. Right, but anyway, right. yeah, I will never stop doing that, even though it, it helps people peg me as an American immediately. I'm kind. I'm very quiet yeah, exactly. when, I, when I'm trying to be quiet. But <laughs> I will always smile. I will always smile. Anyway, sorry. Paige grew up it's in okay. Christianity. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's okay. Jesus Christ. Paige grew up in Christianity. <laughs> uh, and they, they work at a call in a club. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't do this. Can, can we have an AI recorded voice of me just read <laughs> Like I did my meal planning for this week using chat yeah. GPT. It was great. Yes. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Do it again. Uh, Paige grew up in Christianity and they work on a co- Christian college campus, but they no longer identify as a Christian. Uh, she says, I love my job and have a leadership position where, where I get to work with and mentor college students. I'm grateful for where I'm at, despite sometimes feeling a little bit of an outsider. I don't openly identify as a witch at work, but I will reveal to certain trusted individuals that I practice tarot. And they go on to just sharing like their journey in tarot. And then we get to, um, I feel like I'm ready to expand my practice and start offering readings to people outside of my immediate circle. But as someone who actively practices witchcraft and also engages in the spiritual practice of other groups, Christianity, Buddhism, Sufism, 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 thank you. Okay. Sufism, etc. I often find myself feeling like I need to hide certain aspects of my identity from each respective group. I will never practice terror with my students or anyone I work with out of fear of what happened to my former staff person. I am also I also am afraid to put myself out there on social media. Besides the fear of being shamed and thought of as an unfit mentor at my job, I can say with some confidence that I don't have the kind of social media following that would be particularly supportive of my practice either. My partner, on the other hand, is all in. He sees the amount of work that I've put into becoming competent in the basics, the amount of passion I have for it, and the value that, the, that questioners get out of the experience when they work with me. He wants to be my partner in this venture and has even offered to help me with a website and to make new social media pages, which brings me to my questions. Uh, so their questions are, uh, given the complicated dynamic with my job and lack of support I would get from my current social media following, I'm not sure how to promote my services or move forward. I want to offer free readings, but I don't know how to reach possible questioners to practice with. We have been grappling with the idea of developing an alternative persona for my practice where I would operate under a different name and start a completely new following. But there's something about that that feels inauthentic. So boo, what do I do? Page, boo. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, okay. We, 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 have, we have thoughts, Paige. Or uh, yeah, exactly. Thoughts. It's not inauthentic <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many authors have pen names? We, okay, I got to continue with Yeah, sometimes we'll, you have to I'll keep stuff it. separate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so what steps should I take to expand my practice? How can I reach people? Given the amount of scrutiny I could be under if anyone reported my practice to my employer, is it safer that I take on a new identity as I move forward? Or should I just be myself regardless of the possible judgment and concern for my soul? Okay. You are being yourself by creating yes. an alternate persona that's doing You're terrible. being more yourself. Yeah. And Esther, honest. I mean, for longtime listeners, longtime listeners know that Esther went by a totally different name for the first, like, several months of podcasting. Three. And still, 
now people know your last name because we wrote a yeah. book and you, but you even book, when right. you're, that's why you like Told had anybody. to link the real name with the online persona was because we're writing the book and you had to have the conversation with yourself of like, do I want a pseudonym on this book that I'm so proud of? Or do I want right. to just like face the music, I guess, and right. like have your family know that you did this. But until the book came out, she was Esther Thea. Before she yeah. was Esther Thea, she was Thea. Something. Thea. There was a last name, yeah. but I don't remember what T it was. T something, I think, probably. Because <laughs> I like alliterations. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sometimes what you just have to do to be safe. I know yeah. so many people who've had, like, I, I don't even consider it alternate personas, but just more, no. like, more, I guess, separated online Niche. personas yeah. for their tarot stuff. And even at the beginning, I was trying to do that, too. Holly Enchanted yeah. didn't have a last name associated with it. Mm-hmm. I would, like, hide what my professional job was. I right. wouldn't share my last name. Like, I was keeping it really separate. It's been... how? When did we start this podcast? 2017? Yes. It's been six years, so that's mm-hmm. melted a lot. But even right. I had a tarot Instagram account for like two years before the podcast started. Right. And I did a lot to keep that shit separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we've quasi talked about like the steps to take if you're wanting to hide your identity online. Yeah. But let's basically, go through it again. Yeah. Because it's been Yeah. A like basically any social media account, if you don't want people following it or finding you block them on from your that well, social media account. First step, create a new email address that does not oh, yeah. have your phone number attached to it. If you can or but, your name or yeah, or your name, just have it be something separate. Um, you can use like, if you're using Gmail, it'll ask you for a backup for like multi-factor authentication. Just put a different email address in it. Like right. your primary email address. It doesn't need your phone number necessarily. Yeah. So yeah. create a new email account um, and then start your new social media with that email account. So it's mm-hmm. not linked to your legal name or your phone right. number. So it won't show up in like algorithmic searches. Right. If you do have some people who want to follow you from your previous social media to your new social media, that's when you'll start showing up on other people's yes. suggestions. So that's when you would go through and block people, which Esther had right. to do. She just blocked anyone that she thought would be pissed if they found out this way. Right. Or even like, uh, especially because sometimes Instagram will even be like someone new and it's like a third person removed from you. Yeah. So it's kind of like anybody who could potentially be linked and linked to other people that you know, block them. Yeah. Because the algorithm will pick up that you're in semi same circles. Right. Which if your name is different enough and a lot of people don't even show their face. Like I'm thinking about even right. our friend T, like she didn't show her face for a really long time right because she was worried about professional ramifications sort of in a different area than where mm-hmm. pages but still if you're not showing your face and you know your name isn't associated with it even if you're suggested some people won't make the connection right. as long as the name isn't like very similar holly enchanted horrible pseudonym for somebody <laughs> named holly easily like it's even the same initials but, yeah yeah <laughs> uh i wasn't that worried i was more worried about like people thinking that i was like too woo woo than people right. thinking that i was like satanic i was worried about my science-minded friends being like oh this idiot which is something right, we've also right. talked about on the podcast before how <laughs> esther and i even had so- sort of separate concerns like she's like people are gonna think i'm worshiping the devil and my friends are gonna be like oh she's worshiping anything that's embarrassing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well and people People like after I 
like let them like friends know christian friends are like oh i saw this account from like other accounts they would create but they didn't realize it was, oh, it was me yeah because my picture wasn't there or, right and nothing like self-identifying was kind of there and all of this sound like if you're already in a mindset that it's inauthentic to have a false identity for this stuff it's going to sound like we're making it even worse but the reality of the situation is that on these accounts, you can be way more yourself. Yes. Because you don't have to worry about your friends or colleagues or whatever being like, this is so weird. You just get to say, like, these are the things that I'm doing. These are the things yeah. that I'm thinking. Like, as I've had, I mean, no offense to my beloved support system, family and friends, but as more of them have followed Holly Enchanted, I've definitely posted less vulnerable shit. Just oh, because yeah, it's like, yeah. It's easier when it's a community of spiritual minded yeah, people. Yeah, of people who, who are, understand and, you know, you don't have to, like, explain four steps right. ahead. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of easier to be yourself. And I think it's, like, really, really valuable to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you're trying to do free readings. Free. I mean, Esther and I have a little bit of a different experience with the free readings thing because we started doing our free readings in a closed Facebook right. group. Um, that was like a fan group for a podcast called Wine and Crime. How wild yes. is that, Esther? <laughs> I know. So I think about it dropped? often. <laughs> <laughs> but we did a lot of free readings through just being part of that group. So uh-huh. that doesn't even need you to be in a different persona. If you have like, right. I think that now that tarot is sort of like so mainstream, it's probably less likely that there's going to be something like what happened with even the beginning of our friendship where somebody posted the our tarot thing. Right. And it was like in the group as sort of like a non sequitur and it brought uh-huh. us together. But right. I mean, there are a lot of even, I mean, if you're part of the wildly tarot Facebook group, if you want to do a faux Facebook account, whatever. Right. Our group isn't really for readings, but people can, I mean, that's a but great I, way to make friends. If I remember correctly, like I think Ethany's Facebook group, they do like a Sunday readings thing. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Or where people will put like, they'll put, do a, I, this was years ago. This is like in the, back of my mind that this is flown <laughs> out um but i think they sh- that her group does something like that where they'll post like on a sunday and people who want free readings they'll like exchange readings yeah. essentially and so maybe f- a bigger group like that or maybe e- it's ethany's group or who's the other one biddy yeah biddy's Biddy's gr- although biddy's the biddy tarot also is it. trying i mean everyone's trying to sell you something yeah everyone's trying to sell you something tarot has like a whole group or a whole uh certification Certification thing yeah yeah want people to so i think it was probably ethany's group then yeah but if you want to do the biddy tarot thing i think part at least it was like five years ago i don't know if they still are doing it this way but if you're doing the certification program she has like a really extensive structure for them being able to give free readings as part of the certification program. Right. So we've yeah. talked about certifications being pointless a thousand times. In fact, if you'd right. like to be certified, you can go to our red bubble and get certified <laughs> in basically three easy steps. Um, exactly. <laughs> but, and you won't lose any sleep over it. Oh, right. Exactly. But the benefit of doing like an actual course in some way, shape or form mm-hmm. is just that you're like interacting with more people, which right. can be helpful. And I think that you'll get like fielded people from like a form on her website right exactly that, yeah that's, like that's that. what i was trying to get to yeah i just lost my train of thought but yeah on her website people can request free readings and then you're, yeah they get directed to one of the people who are participants in her certification program and basically it's free with feedback so if you're part of the certification program you'd be 
able to participate in that and get feedback, but it's something you have to pay for. So that's kind right, of right. But right. if you do create a Instagram account, you know, the, the key to growing your Instagram account is to post constantly and mm -hmm. chat with people. Like if you yeah. are watching stories and like chatting back and forth, that's how you grow your Instagram account in my experience. Mm -hmm. And it's also how you make good friends. And if yes. you say to people who are already readers, I am trying to grow my reading skills. Can I give you a, a reading for free? Uh -huh. or whatever, there's a pretty good chance they'll be like, sure, why not? Like, right. you, can just, you can pull a couple cards for me. Yeah. Or even, like, I think of what, uh, for the podcast, Rachel does, is, like, when she posts her deck of the day, sometimes she'll, like, ask for emojis. Yes, that's also a great And that's way a really nice, like, easy way to, like, pull a card, do a small reading for somebody, or if they and ask a question. people will definitely not think you're scammy. If you exactly. Because exactly. you can't solicit people that you're not already friends with to give them free readings, because that's such a common scam artist thing. Right, right. Days. Yeah. So even just if... if the engagement part of like approaching someone like a cold open would be like scary or strange. You just even just doing like, here's my deck of the day. Yeah. Drop some emojis or drop a question if you yeah. want a free reading. And that's how you can also grow your relationships with people. And right. Cause people will test, engage, not with test you. your skills. Yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I don't want you to think of it as not being yourself because it exactly. very much is being yourself. It's being yourself in a way that is safest for you right now. Exactly. And yeah. eventually, if you decide to try to not work at that school anymore, you'll maybe be able to feel like those yeah. two sides of yourself can conjoin. But right now, you know that it's not safe for you to have those practices in your current life. Mm -hmm. And we left out the paragraph where she talks about this, but Paige had a coworker who did who got her into tarot who was sort of like not fired because of it, but ostracized to the point of leaving yeah. because of it. And that's so you know how bad it can be. And that's why yeah. it's not have it. It's not being fake. It's not being inauthentic. It's being it's allowing a real part of yourself to be out in the open in a way that yes. is safe for you. Right. So I agree with your partner. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's it's definitely not something that you're being fake about no. because this is a real authentic part of yourself Yeah, that's not safe right now and you need to practice it in a safe space and this well, is the and way you can do it at the I've moment. I've noticed that a really common way even with you choosing Thea it's like find a name that resonates with you in some way shape or form that's why so many people end up choosing something like Nyx because Nyx is a nice oh, right. that people really love so I've seen a lot of people use that as a social media handle or whatever, but find a social media or find something that connects with you, whether it's like, you know, a type of tree or a goddess mm -hmm. or whatever. And then, then you're still feeling like you're being yourself and you're tapping into like yes. a root of your own practice and giving, and you know, the tradition of giving yourself a spiritual name is millennia old. That is not oh, yes. weird at all for you to have a name that people use in only that setting is super common mm -hmm. in a lot of different indigenous religions and like, you know, historic religions. So I mean, Catholics change their children's names. Yeah, that's true. So. Saints names, all that sort of thing. So yeah, it's not, find something that, that resonates with you and use that. Mm -hmm. And then it'll feel like an extension of yourself rather than an yes. alternative to yourself. Yes. Yes. Ugh, I'm excited about it. Yeah. But also, yeah, don't feel weird about it. Don't feel. I'm, yeah. And I'm sorry for booing you. I just feel really strongly that having an alternative page is something that works really well for people. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, we find that in writing, we find it in yeah. so many different like other facets in life. 
So I don't th- I don't think it's again being inauthentic. No, and especially when there's like a safety component, like exactly, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, awesome. Uh, okay, our next question is much shorter, but I think it will probably still be a longer conversation. Annie would appreciate a mantra to help with keeping her focus on honoring and loving her body. So remember, we did a mantra for you with your tattoo. And we said, if anyone wants a mantra, we can come up with one. So do you want to pull it? I'll pull the compendium of constellation words so we can brainstorm a mantra. But do you want to pull cards for like themes that we should be focused on? Themes. Okay. Okay. Let me see about themes. Honoring and loving Three, four, five, six, seven. Let's see. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I drew in this order: the magician, the empress, oh. and the fool. Oh. So it's like creation, manifestation. Yeah. Like starting new. For me, the empress is that like lush care yeah 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 overabundant lovingness yeah and the fool is Starting like letting go of yeah and going which is forward. great because annie did submit two other questions that were less kind to herself that we were not going to answer uh, annie so good self-correction okay okay good 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 <laughs> yay annie. so you're already getting somewhere with yay. that we don't want to be unkind Love to it. ourselves growth exactly exactly okay so we're keeping magician empress and fool energy and i'm gonna pull four words and we're gonna put them together into a mantra for annie to focus on honoring and loving her body Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. okay. I love these. We got knowledge, magic. Okay, sorry. Centaurus, knowledge. <laughs> Corvus, okay. magic. Muska, respond. And cancer, distract. Okay, so knowledge, magic, respond, distract. Yeah. For loving I'm feeling something like like knowing that you have magic within you and not letting sort of like external expectations distract you from how you respond to the way that you're feeling okay that's obviously too long but that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting Like, I feel like distract is such an interesting component to have in it when it's, like, about trying to feel at peace with your body. And magic with magician, obviously. There's also Mm. some knowledge stuff with the empress that I really like because the empress has such, like, a lushness and fullness of understanding of themselves. Maybe... I'm responding to distractions by knowing the magic my body contains. Oh, I like the the body contains. Uh, I started in the knowing of my magic within. I respond in kind to the external distractions. 
respond in kind. I like the word kind, but I almost want to say respond kindly. Kind, yeah, which I know kindly. changes the meaning a little bit, but no, well, I, I, I for, yeah, for me, it's like the kindness part to the yeah. What's what's your line about the body? I'm responding to distractions by knowing the magic my body contains. My body, in kind. Maybe I'm responding to unkind distractions. Oh yeah. Because that's sort of that like either internal voice that's telling you mm-hmm. your body isn't good enough or do or what these you need to do or the external voices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unkind distractions by knowing the magic my body contains. What was yours again? In the knowing of my magic within, I respond in kind to the external to the external distractions. I respond kindly to the, maybe we yeah. leave out internal. To, to just extra, to distractions. Yeah. But I do think it should be more specific, but I don't want it to only be internal. Cause I recognize that like when you're going through stuff about your body, not working or looking the way that you want it to, it's both internal and external things right. that you're hearing. Oh, just a second. Not needless distractions, but you kind of want to to sort of take that power away from those external or right. those other things. So what would be a different word from like needless? Maybe or... respond kindly to unkind distractions. Just have yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. them twice. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it is the unkindness. Unkindness. Of the, like you're trying to re- like, like. I guess undo the unkindness by being extra kind. Right, right. And that would also have some of that fool energy. Because yeah. Because you're sort of like undoing and starting right, undoing the new stuff and like taking right. a risk. Yeah. To. So as like a mantra, you could say these unkind distractions, maybe. Yeah, because if they're we saying say it, it in a moment, a sentence. yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Will you say it all as a sentence again? Oh, okay. I was, sorry, I was, I was like, wait, is it my sentence or your sentence? I think it's yours. <laughs> okay, okay. In the knowing of my magic within, I respond kindly to these unkind distractions. Or in the knowledge of my magic within, or with the power of my ma- nope, with the power of my knowledge magic. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> I respond um, to these. I think with the knowledge. With I the like knowledge. That. Okay. With the knowledge. With the knowledge of my magic within, I respond kindly to these unkind distractions. Yeah. And that could be like that stopping statement from your mind. From right. When you're starting to kind of like go into a spiral. I respond. Yeah. Yeah. I 
I want to change the I respond kindly to the unkind distractions. I want to change that first kindly. Okay. I respond gently, lovingly, lovingly. Got that empress energy. Yeah. Okay. This is fun. I like writing yeah. these. <laughs> Good teamwork. Okay, so nice I, yeah, I think that that sounds good. With the knowledge of my magic within, I respond lovingly to these unkind distractions. With the knowledge. I'm writing it all down so that we can put it in the show notes and we're not making you listen to us go through this to get there. Oh my gosh, how many times? <laughs> I love it. Are you using a felt tip pen? I am. They're called <laughs> name pens here. I love it. It's very like a good noise. ASMR? Yeah. Am I am I like scratching a little like like brain absolutely i'm like tease there. Yeah. i love the sound of felt tip pens but i only ever use the pilot g2s in oh okay three eight <laughs> it was the closest thing because i have so many pens but i was just like well i don't want to do a highlighter so <laughs> all right so yes then for our love annie annie your mantra and i think esther's probably going to leave all of us figuring it out in probably but maybe removing some of the silence yes yes <laughs> So that'll make us sound really smart because we'll be coming up with it. So really fast. fast. But Annie, your mantra about being more honoring and loving your body more is with the knowledge of my magic within, I respond lovingly to the, to these unkind distractions. Yay. And so that's, yeah, you'll, you'll do that when you start feeling like you're either hearing something internally or externally that's making you feel bad about yourself. Yes. And this is like kind of, so I, since I read Annie's other two questions, but I didn't have Esther read them, I know this is maybe a rant of my, for myself, but I've been telling people a lot about it lately because I feel like it really uh -huh. helps me. And yeah. that is as somebody who has always deviated from sort of like a standard beauty convention, because I've always been in a larger body, uh -huh. um, even as a child, it's easier for me to continue my life without feeling societal pressure because I deviate so distinctly from the expectation that mm -hmm. my, I can go through life being like, well, fuck them. Like, you know, whatever. But if you grow up in a body or experience where you're much closer to the societal expectation, there's much more pressure put on you to line back up with it. If you deviate oh, right. slightly, if you deviate enormously there's not as much pressure for you to align with it because people have basically given up on making mm -hmm. it. But if you deviate slightly from it, so then if you've always kind of lived in a conventional societal expectation, approved, whatever situation with yourself, it can feel way more difficult when you're starting to deviate it because deviate from it, because you hear way more from other people about right. things. So the more you can recognize that the, this is the way that I think about it a lot, who is okay. benefiting financially from me hating something about myself almost right. certainly a rich old white man yes and i was thinking about this a long time before there was a song that came out last year from a tiktoker that's called victoria's secret and the uh-huh the hook of it is 
Um, I know Victoria's Secret. She was made up by a dude, an old right, man who lives right. in Ohio, making money off of girls like me, whatever. I've been thinking about that forever because a lot of the times either either about me feeling badly about myself, it's some old white man who's making money from me buying things to try to make myself feel better. Or right. also when I'm treating my body in a more negative way, like I mm-hmm. have struggled with binge eating disorder in the past. When I've struggled with that, who's making money from me not being able to get myself in a place of giving myself grace and like Mm -hmm. getting really compulsive about whatever. Also old rich white men, like capitalism wins. If we feel bad about ourselves and do anything purchasing related to try to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. Yeah. So we have to get to the point where we understand that we don't want capitalism to win in that way. And also that the reason that we feel bad is because capitalism is telling us that we should. And that's not correct. The capitalism's wrong. They want you to buy something to make yourself feel better. So if you get stuck into that trap, just remind yourself, like, I don't want this fucking asshole to get anything (laughs) out of me. Like I am in charge of my own self and my own experience. Esther's Mm -hmm. reaction to feeling stuff has been weightlifting and that's totally transformed her life. Oh yeah. Weightlifting helps so much, but that's again, a kindness where you're not letting the man get any money out of you. You're, except right. for your weird gym owner who's like incredibly <laughs> self-absorbed. But whatever, there's always gonna I have be... a new picture to show you. <laughs> yeah. I took it this afternoon. <laughs> he's not he's not the man. He's just no. a man. A man. And so yeah. I honestly feel like a huge, huge benefit in just feeling like or a huge, I guess, structural shift for me and being like, I'm not gonna feel bad about myself has been fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. those dudes. Fuck yeah. that organization and system Mm -hmm. that makes me feel like I need to buy something or do something to be better or be more aligned with societal expectations. Okay. Please look at this picture. Oh, is that on the outside? Yes. Is that him in the middle? (laughs) That's him in the middle with Versace underwear on. Is so vain. And he used to be a bodybuilder or probably still is. And he's covered the outside and inside of his gem of pictures of him wearing underwear. Himself. 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 The outside picture is him in underwear, oiled a up with two hot giant babes banner. also showing. Yeah, huge. This is probably like 15 like or 20 two feet tall. tall. <laughs> this man, Esther. <laughs> I saw it today because it's new and I was like, are you kidding me? It gets more and more embarrassing to walk into the building. You're like, oh no. Oh yeah, I yes. go to that gym that has the naked man on the The front. naked man on the outside. <laughs> But yeah, that's the one thing. It's like a lot of people, this is my rant. So you've had, you've had your rant. This this is my turn to rant. So (laughs) a lot of people believe that going to the gym, working out means also starving your body. Right. It is virtually impossible for you to build muscle and not eat at the same time. Right, exactly. Like, and, and not, and, and like, even just like exist in a gym with energy, well, it is impossible. And in life, I mean, and in life and in too, life. like yeah, the, in life. one of the reasons that I think like our generation has such wild eating, disordered eating stuff is because our parents spent a lot of time starving themselves. Yes. Yes. And our grandparents, you know, there's just a lot of yeah. it. So yeah, I totally agree with you though. You have to nourish yourself. And so if that means making sure that you're eating like stuff you've made or stuff mm-hmm. that you feel really good about, again, that goes back to supporting the man. Like you're yeah. not going to buy stuff that isn't nourishing your body to eat because mm-hmm. that's getting some rich guy richer. Right. But if you right. make things yourself, and I know this is coming from such a privileged place, but like I, since we both love to cook, br- like bake bread, it's like mm-hmm. that sort of thing for me. I'm always like, 
yeah, it's it's healthier. There's fewer preservatives, and it's something that I'm proud of. And I'm nourishing yeah. my body, and I'm like growing things or eating vegetables that are grown locally or whatever. There's just so many ways to fuel your body, and you have to. Right, right. And if when, you need to think about all of it as fuck the man, go for it. Yeah, do it. Well, and and like it's it's been so interesting for for me in doing like weightlifting. I've had to be more intentional about eating because I'm vegetarian, so I can't get protein very easily. Yeah. So I so like while I hate tracking, I have to track because if I don't, then my body's going to be deficient. Yeah, you need to make sure you're and, eating enough. Right. So I know a lot of people think like, oh, you know, if you're doing things and you're tracking, it's kind of disordered eating, but it's more for me a supportive thing because I'm making sure that I'm caring for my body the best way I can. Right. And By not depriving myself. Food. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think that's the kind of the important distinction is that what's your goal for tracking exactly to make sure you're eating enough that's yes. different than if you're thinking you're eating too much right for me tracking sends me down a really dangerous route but mm-hmm. i understand what you mean especially with the yeah. vegetarian component it's just like worrisome but <laughs> oh yeah, yeah you yeah. could be worried about it oh yeah but yeah overall i think like re- removing your worth from like your what your body does yeah is really important in general and if you want to work on making your body stronger or faster or whatever, that's fine. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you need to start depriving yourself and other depriving yourself. So yeah. especially right now, like the language, like as the pandemic has wound down, has swung really deeply into the like, we all have that 10 pounds to lose from the pandemic yeah. and people are getting weird about stuff again and juice clumsy yeah. about stuff again. So don't think about who's making money. If you start right. yourself. More. Exactly. And and feeling, find those ways to feel like grounded in your body in the way right. that your body feels good. Yeah. And also the and legitimate magic that our bodies create. There's so many things yeah. that we're like not even aware our body is doing that are so cool and awesome. And sometimes yeah. those things go really poorly, but still remembering like your body is a vessel for, you know, yourself to get through your day, mm-hmm. not and, the be all and end all of your worth. Right. And it's, and your body is something that deserves to be loved and you yeah. deserve to be no loved matter as well. what. No, no matter, matter what. what. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So with the knowledge of the magic within, you can respond lovingly to those unkind distractions. <laughs> Good luck, Annie. And anyone who needs it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Our next question is from Charlie, and she says, Knowing how much you both love the Memento Mori deck, I was wondering if you could dig into more how you use it in the various expansions. For example, do you all use the examples, examples, expansions shuffled into the main deck? Do you keep the expansions separate? How, when would you reach for the various expansions? When do you reach for this deck? And is there a particular type of question you tend to ask of it? If you need to pull an expansion pack out of the combined deck, how would you go about doing so? Just pulling it out. Like, that's all you just need to do is just pull it out if you need it. <laughs> I don't. I, well, and also I just, yeah, I guess that question is answered yeah. when we talk about it. <laughs> uh, and there are so many questions I could add, but hoping you can, no no pun intended, I'm sure, expand on this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Claire, or sorry, not Claire. What am I talking about? So Charlie is asking about Memento Mori from Black and the Moon, Claire. Our yes. friend Claire, good child, who's been on the podcast several times. Um, and the way that it works is that there's like the main deck and then she's done a bunch of expansion packs uh like folklore related general expansion different sorts of themes ancestors timing yeah timing for me i shuffled the first expansion pack into the main deck and every subsequent expansion pack i've kept separate 
I keep them all together in one big bag, but they're not shuffled in. I have shuffled everything together, except for the ancestors pack. I've pulled out ancestors or family members yeah. like that would be applicable. Like, I'm not going to have like great, great grandma, whatever in there. Cause I'm like, I don't need you right now. Yeah. Like, in my exactly. everyday life. Okay. Not grandma. everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then also um, sim- similarly with the timing cards, I pulled out the ones that are re- relevant to like everyday practice. Yeah. And then, but those are like, but every otherwise, my deck is like this big. Yeah, my deck is just huge. It's giant. That's just the yeah. way that it works. Because I because I've just put everything else in there: general expansion, all the folklore cards, yeah, bonus cards. Everything. Yeah, I think that I keep the ancestors and timing separate, but everything else has gone. Into, and also, she sends us decks, not decks, cards, cards. Um, because from we're Patreon. Patreon supporters, and so I keep those sort of together, but not yes, because those are like also. wheel of the year ones as well. Yeah, the wheel of the year ones. Those. When they're when they're like an item, I'll put that into the actual okay. deck itself. But if it's a wheel of the year thing, I keep it more with the timing stuff. Yeah, um, I I think I put it in. But we also know that like our friend T and some of her, uh, was it people who she was doing the podcast with? I can't remember who she did a little presentation about it might have just been on Instagram live but T did T has spent time going through her deck to identify which cards resonate the most with her and kind of has created like a smaller more concise deck for herself uh using that strategy so that's also something you can do if all the cards feel too overwhelming you can pick and choose and keep a smaller deck for like everyday use and then maybe if you're doing a larger spread you can shuffle them all back together. But right. I think the real thing is that like, there's no orthodoxy to this sort of thing. And I know no. Claire would say the same thing. There's not like yes. a way you must use it. It's more about trying different things and seeing what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is, there is no set way to do this. Like it was initially a Lenormand Oracle sort of combination. Yeah. But it's expensive no quote again no pun intended expanded beyond that yeah and there there are no you know hard and fast rules for this deck it's not like a tarot deck but that's with all decks like just i know if there's a couple cards that don't resonate with you just take them out like this is why we're such apostates within the tarot community because we're like yeah if if a card doesn't work for you just leave it out like even with a tarot deck who cares yeah i mean i know sure it's not like a whole experience but also you're in charge of your own stuff exactly yeah it's it fits your practice and you there are some cards in some decks that are very triggering yeah i'm not gonna have them in my deck if i'm gonna if if someone wants me to read it that deck you know sorry the tower that has a dildo on it is not gonna work for me today i'm gonna take it out of this deck you know (laughs) not that that would ever happen it was just the only like foul like that you could think of right off the top of your head yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah i think like the real key to the memento more and the the other thing is that i know it's hard for us as tarot collectors to feel like we don't have to be completionists i know that that's something we all struggle with but yes yes. you don't have to i mean i think you should because i love claire and i love her art but Mm -hmm. there's not a rule that you need to have every single expansion or else the deck won't work for you if you see an expansion and you're like, ah, maybe I like one or two of those cards, but I don't think it's really for me. Fine. Right. Don't get yeah. it. It's fine. The deck is going to work the same way. Yeah, exactly. It, it functions yeah. on its own. 
Right. The expansions are nice because they are really beautiful and also mm -hmm. they have really good meanings and all of that stuff. Right. So you can have all of them or you can have some of them and it doesn't really matter. You're not doing it wrong either way. Right. I mean, like buy you, them because Claire deserves your business. She does but. deserve <laughs> your business and your money because she's just so, that good. But like if, if you're not really into ancestor work, don't buy the ancestor packet. Right, if exactly. you're into ancestor work, that's really, it's really nice to have on hand to kind of know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. If you're not really into timing, don't buy the timing packet. But if you really want to experiment with timing, get that packet, you yeah. know, and it, and they can also be used on their own individually as well. It's not that's like you have to too. have them with a bigger deck. You can always just shuffle the 20, 40 cards on that deck and just use it by itself. So let's see right let's now see. on her website, she has, I know she's the ancestors and advisors, Mori. the general expansion, the timing yeah. pack, the folk magic. And then she also has a replacement card option. So if you do lose something specifically, yeah. I think like she's can... also opening just the general memento Mori. Oh yeah. It's a pre-order right now. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing that. Oh, so. I didn't even notice that she did the replacement cards. That's so such a good idea. That is really cool. Yeah. So then that would be a way for if you, if for some reason you don't feel like buying an entire expansion, but you know that there might be one. Although I don't know if it's, it, it might just be the primary deck. That's right. Included. Oh, yeah. But anyway, it's such a great deck. And I think the other thing that people really freak out about it is that they want it to be more prescribed in terms of what oh, meanings yeah. are. So obviously she has like what everything means in a little booklet, but also mm -hmm. if you have associations with specific things, you can use those too. There's yeah. not yeah. hard and fast rules about any of it really. No. Using no. it is the most important thing. Yeah. And kind of getting used to how the symbols appear in your everyday life or running into it. If you're always pulling about a certain situation like cat, you know, or whatever, then you could put your own definition to it. It's not like her like with any Oracle deck or any tarot deck, it's not that someone's definitions from on high are the only definition yeah, that you're allowed to have. Exactly. We're supposed to be tapping into our intuition. Yes. So there's guidance, but also you need to be looking in, in internally. Yes. Yes. And as far as like for what kind of readings, I just like sometimes I will use it as a tool on my altar as like a imagery certain, tool. Yeah. Into like an intermediate between like an, a certain energy that I want to have or that I want to have present there or it's like a you know if it's like an ancestor card like oh I want to honor my grandmother today here's a card for her that sort of thing like basically whatever you want to use it for you can use it for there's exactly. really no I hate saying it that way but like I've used it in so many different situations like it's hard to pinpoint like when I wouldn't use it I guess yeah yeah it's just like with any other decks yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I feel really good about that. We have one yeah. more question. Do you think we have time for it? This is already kind of a long episode. Yeah, I think, I think so. Okay. Think it, it should be pretty fast. This yeah, is from yeah. Empress Yay. and Empress says, my husband and I are having a baby. I've never been pregnant before. The human body is amazing. I'm ecstatic and I'm terrified. <laughs> I've got the feels <laughs> going on. But it's pretty early, so fears of loss are strong right now. But I really do have a strong feeling that this will be a healthy pregnancy. Do the cards have any advice for me in the next several months of pregnancy as I manage my fears and prepare for this new chapter of life of badass motherhood? Yay! So we're addressing fears. Okay. Advice. advice. Yeah. Advice for how to manage fear. And then we can do more like positive advice after. 
Oh, okay. Okay. What did you get? I got the Ace of Wands, the Two of Swords, and Temperance. So oh, wow. Holly's you... favorite cards all popped out <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Truly, what is going on? That's like... It's reading you. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I got the sun and the eight of cups. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, it's definitely like a new chapter in your life. Yeah. Kind of totally. like that feeling of loss. Yeah. But maybe in a different way than what you've expected. Well, this, yeah, totally. I think it's more of like a, like saying goodbye. I think the beauty of the eight of cups to me always is that the eight cups are like neatly, safely stacked. And the person yes. is like opting to like leave something they've created behind. Mm-hmm. So I think in the context of a question where it's about this huge life change, it's like, Things will feel different, but it's something that you are excited about with the sun card yeah. and you're like enthusiastic about moving forward with. Mm-hmm. I think you got you got temperance and two of swords. Temperance, two of swords, and ace of wands. <laughs> so so it's there's def- gonna be it's a lot of life something changes. new. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> you kind of expect it, you know what to expect. Right. You kind of know that there are parts of your life that are gonna have to be a little bit more like quiet or a little bit more contemplative and maybe some mm-hmm. things will adjust and change in in this deck the ace of wands is like a lighter and so it's definitely like where this part of your life is going to kind of change not i don't want to say like in a drastic way but it's going to change very quickly yeah and everything's going to like like a fu- like like house on fire but like <laughs> but like something that is a, a light it's going to like very it's like a rapid change yeah and so leaving like this part of your of your life behind it there is a loss going on but the changes that are coming are going to be very quick yeah. and so those decisions are going to need to be made maybe faster than right, what right. you're wanting to make. Yeah, them. <laughs> totally. And I think that that's like a hard thing about the two of swords is that the two of swords is about kind of being stuck in decision-making. Yes. So reminding yourself that you can't really be stuck in decision-making. You just mm-hmm. have to sort of like go with it and like and try to be instincts. flexible. And with the temperance, yeah. it's like not going too far, like too extreme and even like yes. in any direction. So just kind of like staying calm and making decisions quickly and like feeling good about what you can, what you've already done to prepare to move into the next stage of your mm-hmm. life, and then yeah. letting yourself feel the joy of the sun. Yes, 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 absolutely. Awesome. Like it's so exciting. Yeah, congratulations, Empress. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect well, little act, like name for them, too. I know. Well, I'm sure it's, I love it. <laughs> it I'm sure it's intentional. On purpose. But, yeah, exactly. yeah, but still, I was just like, I love it when people do that. Me too. <laughs> Well, that's our show. Don't forget, we are going to be on hiatus until May. We'll be back in May. We'll miss you so much, but we'll be back rested and better than ever. You won't have to hear us talk about COVID ever again, hopefully, (laughs) because neither of us are going to get it any more times. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And don't forget to send us your questions. Oh, that's right. Okay, so Paige, if you're still listening, you sent us a second (laughs) message, but it was when, when we already had created this outline. So yes. if you want to email wildlytarotpodcast at gmail.com, we can try to help you with that question because it seems time sensitive um, yes. via email. So email us, Paige. And then you can also find our contact information and a handy dandy form with which to submit questions at wildlytarot.com. Also tell your friends about us, review us on Spotify or I was about to say Instagram, but Instagram doesn't 
rate There's us. no rating and reviewing. <laughs> There's no rating. Yeah, any sort of like podcast app you have yeah. is very helpful for us and the algorithms. And we really appreciate it when you leave us reviews. It makes us feel good and yeah. fuzzy. Yeah, that's first and foremost. We're not super yeah. worried about algorithm stuff anymore <laughs> because we're doing this for us. Yes, <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our awesome Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also join our Discord server. And we have merch on a Redbubble shop, as we've mentioned before. Our certification mug, <laughs> our filled with existential dreg cat items, shirts, <laughs> pillowcases, whatever you want. And all the links for everything we've mentioned are in our show notes. Yeah. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. And we, this month. And we and love this month. you. We love so you much. <laughs> so much. Bye. <laughs>